I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome to Snacks with Stein. This is show number 18. I'm Danielle, and Christy is in surprisingly warm Colorado, Mm -hmm. suffering without air conditioning. So send her your blessings, prayers, etc. It's hot. And I'm sure everyone's already aware times are still insane. So we hope that this finds you safe in wherever state or country or wherever you may be and you're wearing a mask and you're washing your hands and you're doing fun things to stay sane like listening to us so thanks for that what are you eating today my friend well like you said it's hot my house doesn't have air conditioning and that's probably shocking to a lot of people but when you live pretty high up in the mountains it's not uncommon for older homes to build without duct work. And so you can't, there's no ducts or vents to even bring cold air in or hot air in for that matter. So you have baseboard heaters and you just don't have air conditioning. You have windows. It's really not that bad, but today it is just extra hot. So I am having an ice cream sandwich to cool down. Nice. What flavor ice cream sandwich? This is just an old school purist chocolate uh, cookie white vanilla ice cream ice cream sandwich. Sounds perfect to me. I'm down. I'm always I enjoy down. them. So today we have a little bit of a different one and we are doing Secret Agent Grandma. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm so excited! I voted for Secret Agent Grandma. On behalf of the both of us, Christy (laughs) voted. This one I chose because I have been keeping track on eBay for a while for lots of Give Yourself Goosebumps books. And Give Yourself Goosebumps, for those who don't know, is the choose your own adventure part of the Goosebumps canon. I didn't know where to start with that series. I think there's about 15 or so of them, not 100% sure. So... I got a lot of five and I was really lucky to get it because they are apparently very much sought after. There's a couple out there that go for hundreds of dollars depending on the condition they're in. So I'm happy with the five that I got. It was a good find. And in our Facebook group, I left it up to them to pick which one we were going to start with. And this was the winner, Secret Agent Grandma. Trapped in Batwing Hall which was one of my favorites, came in second place. So that will be the next book we do from my series of five in the future. This particular one was published in 1997. So within the later years of Goosebumps, maybe kind of solidly in the middle. The cover is basically the same as your traditional Goosebumps book, except they add the Give Yourself Goosebumps to it. And then there's a large reader beware you choose the scare title underneath and that was the 
this phrase for all of these books was you choose the scare. They all had 20 different scary endings, which is was also advertised on the book. And Secret Agent Grandma happens to be number 16 of the series. The cover is actually really funny. It's... <laughs> I think you saw it, right, Christy? Did you see the cover? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you, yeah, you put it up on the Facebook, so I think oh, yeah. you've seen it. I kind of hit it because this book, I'll, I will say, it is trashed. It is a well, 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 well-loved library book from Jefferson School District in Jefferson, Wisconsin. So shout out to Jefferson, Wisconsin. This book is demolished. I've already lost a page. Like, it's... It's been through some things, <laughs> but children have chosen an <laughs> adventure yeah. over and over. So on the cover, it is a little like garden sort of looking area. And there is a three eyed alien, pretty ugly thing with sharp teeth, a forked tongue, green. And he or she is ripping off a grandma skin suit. So grandma's head is hanging to the side and it's kind of a creepy cover. It's pretty funny too. Like, it's so grandma's funny. a reptilian? It seems like it. She might be okay. a lizard person. Okay. <laughs> we think, we don't know. The tagline is, will the real grandma please stay alive? <laughs> <laughs> is this a slim shady reference? <laughs> Again, this was a little bit different. I am going to be telling the story like I normally do, but I'm going to be counting on lovely Christy to choose the scare for us. So there'll be a little bit of different dialogue and stuff going on than we usually have in our episodes, but hopefully we have some fun. This one's a good change of pace for us. So hopefully everybody enjoys it. Your mom is gazing up at you from the bottom of the stairs. Her suitcases are sitting by the front door and she has a recognizable worried look on her face. Do you remember everything I told you? She asks and her forehead is wrinkling in concern. So she suggests she writes it down and you scream down, mom, I'm not a baby and you sit on top of the staircase and repeat your instructions for what feels like the 100th time. I take a cab to the rail station. I wait on the platform. Grandma's train arrives at one. I'll know her by the yellow stretch pants and purple shirt <laughs> she'll be wearing. And then if she hasn't been arrested by the fashion police and your mom breaks up your joke, and says, don't make fun of your grandmother. She's just unusual, but you'll get along fine. Dad chimes in and says, your grandma is full of surprises. And you just roll your eyes and think, how is some little old lady going to surprise me? So your dad picks up the suitcases and heads out to the car. Your mom is not budging. And so you flash her a most trustworthy smile. She sighs relents and figures, okay, you'll be all right. You assure her again, of course, what could happen? You follow them out to the car and wave as they drive away. 
The moment the car leaves the driveway, you jump into the air and scream, freedom. You have no parents for a whole week. Just a 75-year-old grandma. She, you assume she'll spend the entire time snoozing on the porch and you'll be on your own. Your cab arrives and you hop in and you tell the driver to take you to the train station. But as you get closer to the train station, you start to have some doubts. You haven't seen your grandma since you were pretty little and you wonder if you'll even recognize her. You may not recognize her face, but you'll definitely spot her purple and yellow horrible outfit. And besides, she'll know you from the photos your parents often send her. Pay the driver, hop out, and you're at the train station. Then you start to think, that's pretty weird. Why was your name announced over the speaker? So you head over to the ticket booth inside the station, wondering what could possibly be wrong. I don't know, maybe you're a child who's been abandoned at a train station, completely unsupervised. Sorry. You are this child. You're this child. <laughs> oh, it's me. How old am I? We haven't just established that yet. Enough okay. to be sort of on your own, but yeah. Okay, enough to be put in a cab by myself and then yeah. also go to a train station, which is a horrible <laughs> place for a child by myself? Yeah. I feel safe. Okay, continue. So you tell the young man at the booth, hey, you just paged me. And he hands you a phone. You've got a call. Hello? But there's a lot of static on the line. You don't really hear, but you know for sure it's your mom's voice. We're on the plane. Home. What? I can't hear you, you shout into the phone. Do you want me to go home? What about grandma? Danger. Grandma. That's all you hear, and the line is dead. A chill runs through your body. What was your mother trying to tell you? Is grandma in trouble? Is something going on at the train station? So you hand the phone back to the clerk and the whole station starts to rumble. Could this be what your mom was warning you about? Should you get out of there and go home? Are you supposed to find your grandmother? Christy, mm. what do you Oh, what do I do? <laughs> um, I'm not going home. Okay. Yeah, I already feel unsafe in this situation. So it's <laughs> like we've already derailed from our rock solid plan that mom has had to give us instructions and then just hope that I'll apply them. I'm probably not going to go home because then I'll be farther off of the plan than before and maybe having like an anxiety attack. Yeah. I can't leave without grandma. Like, I can't okay. you're, can't go home without grandma. Let's find her. All right. We're going to find grandma. You're not going home without grandma. You can't. Even if you think you're in the middle of an earthquake, you just can't leave her behind. So no, I mean, she's got the money. I'm, I'm going to be alone for a week. How am I going to eat? 
What if they left you money? Like pizza money or something. (laughs) I don't think they'd give it to me, surely. And like, and come on, like grandma's got to have some dough. Isn't that what grandmas do? Like they show up with money and they're like, let's get some shit. We need grandma in this situation. You grab the information counter to keep from falling over and you're faking a smile at the clerk trying to mask your fear. Train coming, the clerk yells out. Every time one comes in, this old place rattles like a baby toy. And you fib, (laughs) I knew that. I knew that already, I'm fine. And you hope the clerk doesn't notice how white your knuckles are. The rattling finally stops with a loud screech of the brakes from the train. You make your way onto the platform as the doors open. So you start to scan the crowd, searching for an old lady in yellow and purple, but are having no luck. And you think she'd be easy to spot, but so far, no. And then a voice calls out to you. Hey, what are you doing here? Suspicious. And can we get off grandma's wardrobe for just a second? Because yellow and purple are complementary colors. I mean, find a color wheel. Those colors go together. I'm just saying. So you're surprised to see your friends, Chuck and Ginny, running towards you. You greet them and let them know that you're there to meet your grandma and ask them what they're up to. They tell you we're going to the hockey game, remember? And they invited you. But you remember, and you couldn't go because of grandma's arrival. And Ginny chimes in and lets you know that their moms are letting them take the train on our own. And we promise to stay out of trouble. And she giggles and says, as if. Chuck says, have fun with grandma. And they board the train. So you sigh jealously and you keep looking around for the thinning in the thinning crowd for grandma. There's no sign of her. Is this what your mom had been trying to tell you? Maybe grandma wasn't coming after all. So you're about to leave the station, but you hear something that stops you in your tracks. Something terrible. Would you like to guess what it may be? Oh, what is making terrible. it terrible? Um, I don't know. It's um, it stops me in my tracks. What would stop yep. me in my tracks? Someone farted right by me, <laughs> like right in my face. In your face. Well, it was not something a thing. Terrible. <laughs> It was not a fart in your face. Damn. So close. (laughs) So close. Cookie, cookie, over here. Oh, wrong direction. (laughs) You start to shudder at hearing your old nickname. You hate it. Luckily, Ginny and Chuck left before they could hear it. Cookie as you turn toward the voice. There at the end of the station is a woman with white hair and she is waving maniacally. And there is no way to mistake her for anyone but grandma, especially not in those clothes. 
so you wave back, but approach cautiously because anyone who calls you Cookie is going to probably pinch your cheeks at the same time. You stroll down the platform, still kind of avoiding seeing her, and something catches your eye. There are bright red letters scrawled across one of the windows on the train. It's a message. If your mom hadn't made that call to you earlier, you probably wouldn't have thought twice. But now you have a really odd feeling that maybe, just maybe, the message is meant for you. You read the letters aloud. Empla. Empla. What does that even mean? Do you ever watch the, the Curse of Oak Island show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what this made me think of. Because, like, my husband and I, sometimes, like, if we're walking outside, and it'll be like, we'll, like, see a piece of trash. Then we'll be like, is this the piece of trash that was possibly left here thousands of years ago? Could it be a clue to the location of the garbage can? <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. You see like four letters that mean nothing yeah. and you're like, this is a message. A message for me. So you have no idea what Empla means. It doesn't sound familiar, and it doesn't even seem like it's a word that's English. It doesn't English. mean anything. <laughs> but then that horrible nickname interrupts your thoughts. Cookie, I'm waiting for my big hug and kiss. This is exactly what you were afraid was going to happen. Hi, Grandma. You stop <laughs> just out of reach. But you are wrong. Grandma throws her arms around you and squeezes you so hard that you can't even breathe. Then she lets you go. Cabs at the other end of the station. You gasp, trying to catch breath. So she follows behind you, chattering away, asking about school, your parents, and your mom's rose bushes. Then on the way out of the station, you pass the message on the window again. And you've got it. You know what it means. But do you really? So, do you know what it says? Or do you need help to figure it out? Um, I need help because it you doesn't know. mean anything. <laughs> okay. Let's see where this leads you. What happens? That's a hard choice because I kind of feel like, hey, Grandma, let's bounce. Let's get some pizza. But I guess if we're going to go down this road, I do need some help to figure out this message that's not a message. <laughs> All right. So you are asking for help. Hey, Grandma, do you know what empla means? So she repeats it back and it's like, no, I've never heard that word before. Why are you asking me? So you tell her you saw it on the train window and you think it's some kind of message and you point back to it. Then grandma grabs your hand and, and tells you, you have such an imagination. Then you start to notice, is grandma walking faster all of a sudden? 
or is that your imagination too? Then she gushes over you again and says, it's so wonderful to see you after all this time. And I just cannot wait to see your mom's lovely rose garden. Uh, yeah, right. And you're just still trying to figure out what the hell Empla means. Then you snap your fingers. I know what it means. Empla, it's help me spelled backwards. Oh, snap. <laughs> no, I'm going, I don't know where we're going now. I really thought this would be completely unbased. And now it's like, wait a minute. Help me. That Empla. <laughs> Grandma stares blankly back at you, and you tug at her sleeve. We have to go back. Someone needs our help. We have to go back. And she just sighs. I didn't ha want to have to do this so soon, but you've given me no choice. She can't allow you to interfere with her mission. Then Grandma pulls a small laser from her pocket and points it at you. She orders you to take her to your mom's rose garden. And you can't resist. You can't say no. You just lurch forward and get into the next cab like a zombie. And as soon as you arrive at your house, Grandma makes a beeline to the rose garden. My eggs! My babies are ready to hatch! And you stand by helplessly watching as Grandma digs up hundreds of alien eggs. That escalated quickly. It did. Okay, yeah. I'm going to and say we're getting this. You have reached an end. And we're only at a half an hour. <laughs> okay, we'll go back. Alien babies are beginning to burst from their purple shell and they're crawling everywhere all over the garden, oozing yellow slime. And grandma is dancing around like a maniac. My plan to take over the universe will now come true. She's screaming. My babies will be my army. No one can stop us. Then one little alien baby slithers up to you slides across your foot and glances up and all five of its eyes stare at you and it squeaks. And you start to think, oh, it's kind of cute. So you pick it up and it starts to make a sound like a cat purring. And you think, oh well, if aliens are going to rule the earth, it's probably a good idea to have at least one as a friend and on my side. Maybe then, and only then, you won't come to such a terrifying end. The end. Oh, it's so cute. He has a little friend. He has a little friend with five eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, it escalated very, very quickly, um, <laughs> but that's cool. No, I like that. Nice mm -hmm. little homie. I kept it, but I, I kept waiting for you to be like, and then it ate his face, and he died. <laughs> that's how we're going to tack that on to every single ending. Yes, he ate his face. <laughs> and then it ate his face, and he died. <laughs>
Like, there's so many openings for, like, just metal music to start playing. I know. But, <laughs> okay. Like, Grandma starts digging up alien eggs. This, like, badass guitar riff comes over. I love it. This could be a good movie. Where did we go wrong? I don't know. Where should we go back to? I have to go back to find it. I should have wrote it down. Damn it. Okay. Sorry. I'm a failure. (laughs) (laughs) We went to 108. Then you found Grandma. Super gas to cut. I'm sorry. (laughs) Secret aging Grandma. I thought you were hiring the kids to sing for us. They're in bed. I know. We have a lyric contest. We should. She's That'd be funny. Taking out the garbage, knitting a sweater for you. <laughs> so you chose me help to figure it out, right? Yes. You needed help figuring out what. Yeah, because I'm a moron. I'm like, Ampla, what the hell? <laughs> Not everything's about me, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How narcissistic am I? This kid's like, oh, that's a message. It's a message for me. This kid is a kid that, like, is always in on whatever's happening. Like, if there's a tragedy, like, they're somehow related to that person. Or if, like, something cool is happening in town, they somehow are connected with it in some way. (laughs) Or if you see random letters on, like, a train window, they're like, this is totally a message for me. For me. Okay. So, we can go back to where you can choose to, you can choose if you know what it says. Okay, let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. Okay. Scooby-Doo ending. So, at this point, you think that you know what it means. You know what oh, this yeah. message says. Mm-hmm. Center of the universe you- right here. Yes, I know all. <laughs> so you know what they spell. And it's so simple that you just straight up laugh at yourself for not getting it faster. Just laughing away. Empla, <laughs> and- <laughs> whoever wrote that message didn't think that it would read backward on the outside. Empla is help me written backwards. Duh. Then grandma's like, what did you say? Do you need help with something? Then you're going to tell her about the message, but then you see something inside the train that stops you in your tracks. So you stare past letters on the window and into the compartment. Your eyes go wide and you start to blink, thinking, are you really seeing what you're seeing? And you take a step closer to the window and your nose is pressed up against the glass. You cannot believe what you're seeing. Any ideas? Mm-hmm. Um, no one's got a mask on. <laughs> this was written currently. <clears throat> nope. So inside the train compartment, A woman is struggling with two men. The men are wearing tan overcoats and dark sunglasses, but the woman is who has your attention. It's a white haired woman wearing yellow pants and a purple shirt. She is a carbon copy 
of Grandma. The two thugs take her under each arm and lift her out of her seat. And her eyes lock onto yours and she is dragged roughly into the aisle. And the men start pulling her toward the door at the far end of the car. It's getting intense. It's getting intense. I want Grandma to kick their ass. Right? Break out some kung fu, Grandma. (laughs) She's kung fu grandma and a secret agent. She's everything. Yes. Then a voice behind you asks if something was wrong. And Grandma is behind you on the platform. But you cannot fathom that this, what you're seeing, because she could be twins with the woman on the train. They look exactly alike. You're just like, what the hell is going on? Is this woman here, your grandma, or is grandma in trouble on the train? And she just keeps asking, shouldn't we be getting a taxi now? I want to go home. Like, hello. And you're just staring at her. Is this all a mistake? Then the conductor starts to shout, all aboard. The train wheezes and starts to pull forward. You could jump on the train and find out if the woman on inside is your real grandma. Or you could just assume the woman on the platform is her. After all, she knew who you were, knew your nickname, and you didn't really get a good, good look at who's on the train. So it's now or never. What are you going to do? I'm hesitant to go home with grandma because I feel like we've been down this road before uh, and it didn't end well for society. Have some alien babies. Right? Let's go. Let's go on the train. Let's go right. see what's up. Let's hobo jump this train. We are hobo jumping the train. You have to know if the woman in trouble is really grandma. And really, you just want to know why those men in the glasses were fighting with an old lady and having a hard time. It's all very confusing. The train is pulling out of the station, so you race down the platform and try to find a spot to jump on. Your legs and arms are pumping hard, muscles straining, and you try to match the speed of the train. Grandma is shouting, come back here. What are you doing? And then you start to think, if you're wrong, and the woman on the train isn't real grandma. I am in deep shit, but you can't back out. So you take a deep breath and jump. Do you make it? Ooh. Are you a good jumper? Can you jump? No, people assume because I'm tall I can jump far, but it's not true. <laughs> I'm not a good jumper. I didn't make it. Didn't make it? Nope. Well, you did. So, bad guess. <laughs> you did make it. You landed on the small platform between the train, the two compartments of the train. You try to gain your balance, and you get steady on your feet and fling open the door. Everyone is staring at you as you enter the car. So, you kind of start, you know, fiddling and sort of kind of look like, I'm here. I've always been here. This is supernatural. Don't mind me. Hey, cool. It's fine. Everything is fine. But you're pretty sure you're not being very convincing, and you hurry on to the next car. The woman that was struggling with the two men is several cars ahead of you, so you need to pick up the pace. You head through the train, trying to pick up her trail from where you last saw her. But then you start to think you're in over your head. Those thugs were dangerous, and you really probably need help. So, do you think 
you should tell someone what you saw or do you want to follow the trail by yourself? Mm, by myself. Never trust the cops. All right. You're pretty sure that no one is going to believe you if you said you had twin grandmas. So you decide to investigate by yourself. You go on through the moving train and get to the compartment that had the message on the window. It's now been smeared, but the red letters are still there. So you aren't crazy after all. You decide to search around for clues, maybe a wallet or some luggage or anything that might help you get this woman's identity but nothing's there. So you get to the door at the far end of the train car and reach for the handle. Then a heavy hand is on your shoulder. A voice demands, where do you think you're going? Any idea who it is? Ooh, it's a heavy hand. A heavy it hand. It is probably train security because I don't have a ticket. Bingo! You are so smart. Super smart. It is the train conductor glaring down at you. But it's kind of funny because he's wearing dark sunglasses as well. But then he just says, ticket please. Oh, I forgot that I needed a ticket. <laughs> so now what? If you stall, do you stall while trying to figure a way out of your situation? Or do you explain to the conductor the real reason you're on the train? I would tell the conductor the real reason I was on the train. You're a brave soul. I would. I'd be like, listen, bro. I saw my grandma <laughs> kicking these two guys' asses earlier oh. well, on that the is train. An that is another ending. So do we want to rethink our children? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I'm stalling. I'm, uh, I want to stall. I'm going to come up with a truly magnificent uh, lie. Crap, I lost my place again. That involves burning orphans and um, <laughs> mission work. I don't know. <laughs> Something really good. So you're like, take it. <laughs> you smile at the, at the conductor, but he's not smiling back. Then you spot Chuck and Ginny entering the compartment. Oh, hey, I was looking for you guys, and he wants to see my ticket. So, hello, help me, help me, or give me some money. And then Ginny scolds, if you weren't always late, you would have had your ticket, and Chuck buys into the lie and says, my mom is picking us up in Evanstown, so she'll pay for us all when we get there. And we promised our parents we wouldn't get into any trouble. So please just let us go this time. And you want to barf, but Ginny's act is working great. The conductor pats Ginny's head and strolls out of the train car. Chuck demands to know what the hell that was all about. Why are you on this train and where the hell is your grandma? Then you need, so you tell them about the scene you witnessed. That woman might be my real grandma. You have to help me search the train. So Chuck and Jenny gaze at each other. No way they're going to abandon you. Well, you're kind of shitting on their whole evening. Like they're going to go watch this game and you like 
show up on the train and ask for money and lies and <laughs> now you want help? No way are we going to miss out on this adventure. So you jump up in the air and scream, great. Then you explain that you're about to check on the train cars in the direction that you think they dragged your other grandma or the grandma imposter, whoever the hell they are. You head off and hurry into the next car and then the car after that and the car after that. Jenny starts to think, are you even sure what you saw? Why would two big guys go after a grandma? And then Chuck starts to think, could it be a coincidence they were just wearing the same terrible outfit? And you insist that you saw what you saw. But inside, you're starting to doubt yourself. Then you arrive at the last train car. On the door is a sign with large black letters that says, no entry. Then you notice Ginny and Chuck share a worried glance. Before they can change their mind, you yank open the door and the three of you fall into the car and you gasp. Taken aback by the shocking sight in front of you. Any idea what it is? It's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a circus train. They've stumbled into the lion car like on the opening scene of Dumbo. Yes. It's a lion. Just kidding. You have entered the baggage car. But luggage isn't what you're frozen in place and staring at. No, your eyes are gazing at your grandma who is sitting on a chair surrounded by suitcases. She's staring straight ahead, not blinking. There is a strange orange light beaming onto her, and she doesn't move. Her eyes are open, but she doesn't see any of you. Ginny starts to stammer, Is she? Is she? And you reply, I think she's alive, but I can't tell. I know, then Chuck says, I know a way to find out. So he jumps up and down, puts his finger up his nose, and screams in Grandma's ear. There's no reaction, so you swallow hard. But then Ginny murmurs, she's breathing, she is alive. Then why doesn't she say something? Maybe she's under a spell, maybe it's the light. So he waits, so Chuck waves his hand into the orange beam that's shining down on Grandma. And his body flies across the railroad car and lands in a heap on top of a suitcase. Are they gonna abduct these poor kids and is Grandma just a red herring? Maybe, Grandma's the bait. You race over to his side and he is out cold, just knocked out. And Ginny starts to cry. It's the orange light. It has to be a force field. That's why grandma isn't moving. Ginny's eyes meet yours. And she asks, what in the hell are we going to do now? And you wish you knew what to tell her. Then Chuck's eyes start to blink open. And he asks, who hit me? You help him to his feet. And you tell him it wasn't a who, but a what. And you point to the force field. And he says that the light felt really solid and he never felt a light like that before 
So you decide that we have, you all have to keep out of sight while you think of what to do because you don't know who is gonna come into this car next. They nod in agreement and the three of you hide behind a set of trunks. And it's just in time because the door slides open. You decide to poke your head out and peer over the trunks. And it's the two thugs in the overcoats and sunglasses from before, the same ones who were fighting grandma. It's the men in black. Do you know about the men in black? Mm-hmm. Like, not the fun kind of men in black where, like, Will Smith comes and gives us, like, a, a pop breakout hit, but, like, the scary men in black. Mm-hmm. That shit is truly, truly terrifying and documented, I might say. Like, Are there women in black? Are we just not part of that coolness? I don't know that I've ever heard of it any i listen i'm such a nerd i listen to a lot of ufo podcasts they cover men in black quite a bit and i've never i've never heard of it mostly because when people report seeing men in black they're very androgynous like it's obvious they're not human and i think that the sex is not determinable because a lot of times they don't have features either Right? Like hair and eyebrows and things like that. Like their lips are not actually present, but it's like lipstick. Ew. Yeah. I don't don't like it. No, no, I don't either. Okay, so you peer out from over the trunks where you're hiding from. And the two thugs that fighting grandma come into the car. But when they remove their glasses, you realize they aren't human at all. Their eyes are the size of ping pong balls and glow yellow. And like a lizard, they have no eyelids. Your whole body is shaking in terror and you hide, you duck back down behind the trunk. And you tell Chuck and Jenny that you're all in terrible danger. We have to wait until they leave. Then we should grab grandma and scram. But Ginny is like, how are we going to grab her through a force field when it almost killed you? Then Chuck suggests we can overpower them. There's two of two of them and three of us. But they can't agree. And they choose you to decide. Do you attack the yellow-eyed creatures? Or do you wait until you until they leave so you can free Grandma from the beam? Okay, we're kids... And they're adults. So we're going to wait they're until they leave. They're adults. Yeah, well, whatever they are, they are bigger in stature. Okay. So we're and waiting they also until they possess technology that knocks us on our ass. So we're, you know, out of an abundance of caution. Like we're it. going to just, like, wait till they leave and then, you know, maybe try something else. I like that plan, too. So you're like, no, they aren't human. We are not going to try taking them on. This is ridiculous. So Did you I die again? Nope, you're good. Okay. So you all wrench down as low as you can behind the trunks and try to not even breathe. Then the door slides open again. Did they leave or did someone come in? There's only one way to find out. So you start to crawl between packing boxes and other luggage in the car, searching for any sign of them. And you slide across the floor, 
something grabs your ankle. There's a large rectangular mirror wrapped in plastic that heads to the floor right behind you. Did the yellow-eyed creatures hear you? Are you about to be zapped? Probably. Well, and if you're yeah. not zapped, you're screwed anyway, because that's seven years. I know. Awful. That's a big mirror, too. Do you get more for big ones? <laughs> Oh, that, you know, that's a good idea. When we, we should do, um, when we do our episode suggestions for the Haunted Heart, we should ask them to do an episode on bad luck. Yes, that's a good one. But they haven't done that yet. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny, bad luck, please. Guys, so you wait. Nothing happens. So the creature is left and you're safe or quote unquote safe. Chuck runs over helps you untangle the packing twine that's around your ankle. Jenny's like, we gotta go fast. It was really loud. Someone is going to come and see us. So you all agree, helps you up. Chuck helps you up. And luckily the mirror didn't actually break. It just crashed really loud on the ground. So you oh, start wow. to wonder, strong mirror, strong glass. That's, a, that's an excellent made mirror. So Chuck helps you up and lifts the mirror back into where it was before. And they still don't know how you are going to break through the orange force field and get grandma. So you scratch your head and start thinking. Then the mirror gives you an idea. So you tell Chuck and Jenny to help you get the mirror again. And the three of you unwrap it and carry it over to grandma. You think that if you find the right angle, you can deflect the beams of the force field. Then a voice comes from behind. What are you doing in here? You all whip around and see the two thugs in overcoats and sunglasses. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Not dead yet. I don't think. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I've killed us a couple of times, so we'll see how, how long my luck can we're run. We're dead. But you're not dead yet. Quick lift you J chuck and jenny lift the mirror over your head and it pierces the beam the rays bend and bounce off the mirror straight at the thugs and the two creatures are now frozen in place grab grandma it's working so you lean the mirror against a rack nearby and still keeping the beam directly at the creatures chuck and jenny grab grandma out of the chair she's still out cold but at least you rescued her so you start to shout, go out the back, out the back door. So they head out and you follow right behind them. But you forgot that you were in the last train car. Now what? You fall out and you die. <laughs> You're out on the side of the train car and looking for an idea. Then your eyes end up on a ladder that leads to the top of the train. So you shout, up there. You grab a rung and start to climb. At the top, you reach down and help bring up grandma. And your muscles are straining with the effort. Chuck and Ginny are shoving her from below as you yank her arms. And she's still completely limp and out cold. It's like weekend Finally, armies. 
<laughs> just dragging this poor lady who may not even be your grandma around the train. <laughs> I mean, she was this in baggage claim. I mean, do you have a ticket? Finally, you're all at the top of the train, gasping for breath. And we don't, you start to think, you don't know how long the force field is going to hold, so we have to keep moving, or they're going to come after us, the aliens. So the three of you drag poor grandma across the car top. <laughs> We're just dragging this woman. It's like, it's like we used to tie like a leash around one of your stuffed animals and oh, drag God. it across the floor. <laughs> You're starting to think this is not a good idea. Then you would think, I should check if anyone's looking for us. And you hurry to the side of the train. You look down. You have Chuck and Ginny grab your ankles and lower you down head first and to peer into a train car window. And you gasp. <gasps> the car is filled with people in sunglasses. And one of them sees you. He points. <laughs> to the window and he pulls off his glasses to get a better look yellow ping pong eyes alien train it's an alien train or it's um <laughs> the guy from who framed roger rabbit oh ew <laughs> it's that guy that's a yeah that guy so you start shouting, pull up, pull up. And Chuck and Ginny lift you back on top of the train. They know we're up here and they'll be after us any second. Their faces turn white with fear. They realize we're going to have a really hard time escaping with this grandma who's limp like a rag doll. But you're like, we can't waste any time. And you look over the side of the train again. And the pair of eyes is staring up at you. One of the creatures is leaning out of the window. Do you leap from the train before it's too late? Or do you try to wake grandma so you can crawl away? Well, you know what else it is? It's Beaker. <gasps> beaker. Like rows of, of beakers. Meep, 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 beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that would be a fun train. I love Beaker. Beaker's the best. I would be fine with that. I'd be like, okay. You are going to jump out the train car then, I think. Yes. Yeah, tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. All right. So you have nothing to lose and you have no time. The train car below you is just full of the creatures and they found you. And they're going to come up and find you any second. Geronimo! You leap off the train. Oops. Bad timing. The train happens to be going over a bridge, a very long and very high bridge. It's a long way down. So long, in fact, that you have time to read the big banner hanging on the side of the train car. Evanstown High School Annual Costume Party. Too bad you didn't notice it sooner. Say goodbye, party animal. The end. Oh, rats. Dead. Can I just say that the Evans school people need to branch out and maybe <laughs> more than one thing? I know. That's a weird party. Like, okay, we're having a costume party, but we all have to dress 
exactly alike. Yeah. So have fun. Be yourself, but don't. You need to dress exactly alike. Rosa Beaker. <laughs> Did we leave Weekend at Bernie's Grandma on the roof I of the train? No, so. I think you left Beth and Ginny and <laughs> Grandma. We just bounced. Like, you know what? You bounced. Well, it's, there's a moral here, clearly. I mean, there's a lesson about um, men in black and... Don't get on trains that you don't know. Don't abandon your friends. <laughs> you know, it's a Don't drop your friends into your hair bringing scheme. I think I have a chemical imbalance. And let me tell you why. Um, me is the story in this, in this character. I feel like I'm... Uh, fucked up for a number of reasons let's, let's line it out shall we um, first of all I have parents who think it's totally acceptable to leave me on my own and then take many forms of public transportation by myself to pick up my grandma who admittedly is a little weird but will still be in charge of my life for the next week okay that's that's the first problem second problem is I'm incredibly narcissistic. Like, I'm pretty sure the whole world revolves around me. As in, like, you know, I have a choice about whether or not I should pick her up. It's really about me and what's most convenient. So that's another problem. Also, I I think that letters that are arranged in a certain way are a message to me personally uh, from the cosmos. So, again, very narcissistic am I uh, in this (laughs) In this story. And I can't be blamed because my parents are crappy and they they left me alone. The next problem that we have is that I, not only do I make poor decisions, but I'm a little bit manic about them. Because I see someone that I think resembles my grandma who's clearly in front of me and knows me. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to go get on this train and see what happens. And then I get there and I'm like, hey, I know I don't have a ticket and it's technically illegal, but it's cool. My friends are here to make up lies for me and I'll ask them for money as well. Um, Which works out for me because then I get exactly what I want. I then go and find this lady who looks exactly like my grandma in the baggage car where she's being held captive by a beam of light, which is never explained away by that costume party ending by the way held captive by a beam of light we somehow hoist her onto the train which is incredibly dangerous by the way never ever climb to a train never approach a train in any way that's just for the movies so they climb up on the top of the train i make a bad choice i abandon my friends and i die (laughs) i feel like if we had sticked with our original death with the cute mm-hmm. little, like, alien homie. And you we weren't even dead. You had a pet. You weren't yeah, dead yet. I didn't die. No, the world was over, but I had this cool pet. And, like, hey, the queen alien is my grandma. Right? So I'm pretty sure that would work out in my favor. Just saying. And mom and dad have to be in on it, too, because her eggs were hidden in the rose garden. Yep. There's a lot to unwrap here. There's a lot to unwrap. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love Secret Asia Grandma. I can't wait till we do it again. What are we doing next? Do you know? Um. Well, I don't have. Haven't decided yet. 
We'll see if this goes well. Maybe we'll do another one of these funsies or I'll dip into one of my summer books and close out our wonderful summer season. Maybe we'll do Camp Jelly Jam. Let us know. Ooh, I like that one. Camp Jelly Jam is a classic and a good one. So maybe we'll go back to that one for what's coming next. Just and we'll save another up. one of these silly ones. <laughs> do you think you'll do uh, another poll or are we on timeout as a Facebook group in general? No, I think I'll do. Well, second place was Batwing Hall. So I feel like that one should be next. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. that, yeah, they were so close. It was like one vote <laughs> different. Right. So I feel like that one should probably go next in this series of these. And we'll see. I mean, if, if people hate this episode, then we won't do any more. <laughs> Can I tell you about a good alien movie that I saw? Sure. The Signal, I think is what it's called. It's, it's an abduction movie, but it is like one of the most terrifying abduction movies I've seen and not in a torture porn kind of way because I really can't handle that. That's not my jam as far as movies are concerned. I need a little more structure but like the thing that made it so terrifying is that they didn't figure out that they had been abducted for a while oh and the way that they found out is there were mistakes in their surroundings that didn't make sense that just like looked like glitches in the matrix like all the clocks were broken and they were broken at the same time like they didn't move from like 6 30 and then there was like a water cooler in the bathroom and like th things that were odd but that like the, the aliens that were holding them would not have picked up that, that was odd oh so it was just really smartly done it was one of the better alien movies i've seen in a long time but i can't remember if it's a netflix original or not but i think it's called the signal does it have Lawrence fishburne in it yes it does okay it was called the signal mm-hmm it appears to be on Netflix, according okay. to the, the web. Yeah, that's a cool one to check out. Like, if... Sometimes, like, I'm not, like, the biggest alien person, but sometimes I like those. Like, I see alien movies, but they're not, like, my jam. You know, it's like, I like other things. Like, some people love aliens. <laughs> and me, I'm like, hmm, you know. I like it if it's like anything else. Like, I like it if it's well done. Like, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. that's, like, stood I'm not one of those that has to, like, seek out every film about, mm -hmm. you know, encounters that are based on true stories. Like, that's that's not really my jam. Like, and, and I'm an yeah. unpopular opinion. I didn't care for Hellier. I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah. Like, but people are insane about it. And it, it was mm -hmm. a big, big hit. And, like, they t talked about a lot. I thought it was kind of dumb. And I think a lot of the things that that they do yeah. in the name of like investigating and some of the things that they invent, it kind of remind like not as cheeseball as like a Baggins, but it was sort of it kind of got there for me too. It like, was in the because I feel like you have to make a choice. Like I feel like you, if you are going to say, okay, we're gonna investigate this. We're going to investigate it scientifically. We're going to use scientific instruments. We are going to take this seriously because we want to document this. Okay, cool. Go choose that path. But yeah. when you go into it and say, we're going to do those things, but we're also going to bring in this like 
ritualistic stuff and then we're going to mix in some of this other stuff that we learned from these people over here and some of this stuff over here like I get why you do that but for me it muddies the water a little bit and I don't know what your intentions are and that makes it less believable for me yeah Mm -hmm. I get that speaking of the baggage he's been on our mind this evening I'm gonna blame a majority of 2020 on him because he I still watch ghost hunters sometimes it's funny like there's a lot of you see some cool places that you may have not known about ghost hunters or ghost adventures because I think he does ghost adventures yeah (laughs) I still watch it because there's some you know some good travel element to it like oh that's cool you know whatever it's entertaining. During the beginning of quarantine, like when we were all sheltered in place, he and his crew stayed and filmed at his haunted, quote unquote, haunted museum in Vegas, which is where he houses all of the things he has gotten in his travels as a collector of quote unquote haunted items. Some of it I believe, some of it I don't. Like, you know, he has a lot of serial killer memorabilia, like things they've owned and, you know, touched and so on and so forth. And then things from dolls that might be haunted. And he has the rocking chair that's based off one of the Conjuring movies that will eventually come out someday. You know, so he has a lot of stuff. They stayed at the museum as part of this to film during quarantine. All the episodes they filmed, they did about the museum. Like, we're going to study this thing and film it and see what happens at the museum. And so, so on and so forth, they did this. And there was a couple of fun episodes and stuff. But then his one of his last ones that just came out, I don't know the timeline of the filming, but one of the last ones just came out is that he decided to open the Dybbuk box. And if you don't know what a Dybbuk box is, look it up. <laughs> but basically, I blame 2020 on him. Because I'm like, why would you let out a demon? Like, we already know shit's bad. Like, why would you be like, let's open this box and let the demon out? Good idea. That's the one that he didn't open before, right? Yes, he has never opened it before. Yeah, mm-hmm. he made a big deal about it. They did a special yes. um, uh-huh. on it. It was like a live thing for Halloween. Right. And they mm-hmm. him-hawed around for like two hours to, for him mm-hmm. not to open the box. Not to open it. And now and he decided he back to and did it. it. Mm-hmm. He decided to open it because he thought this is the time because the energy field is so crazy because everything is so insane and bad and that you know what would happen if you opened it during this insane time and i'm like more bad stuff that is one like take it for the base value of what it is but that is one i do kind of hold some belief in because those things have been around forever there is a lot of established lore about them there are some very mysterious cases that have surrounded those things. And when something is so edged in history, like a Divic Fox is, and it carries on for so long, and there's only so many, there's like three in the world. I don't even know how many there are anymore. Like not very many. He has a few of them, a few of the known ones. And it's like, Doesn't that you know, branch across like a, a few different cultures and religions yes. as well? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so like that adds validity for me too, yeah. because mm-hmm. you're not at like just one group of people saying, "Hey, this is a thing." There's right. multiple mm-hmm. groups of people who don't agree with each other on a lot mm-hmm. that all right. say, "Hey, this is a thing." So I am mad at Zach Baggins again because 
Oh, I have a friend that only watches for the biceps, and that's it. Like, I will, apparently, he is an attractive man. I will not say anything negative about him physically. It's just I don't believe in some of his insanity that he does. The biceps <laughs> and the body holly glasses. Well, it's if he would just stop talking, it would be okay. But like, there was there was some episode where he was. They were in a convent, I think. Mm-hmm. He was like trying to provoke the ghosts of the nuns, and he takes off his shirt, and he's oh like, "I, you know, I the nuns wouldn't like this. They wouldn't like me <laughs> to take off my shirt. It's not it's about me what? taking off my shirt." Like, and that's when I was like, "Okay, no, I can't. <laughs> like, you're cute, but yeah, oh lord." <laughs> like a reality show it's like just garbage tv like I some and some, I do like to learn about the things he has because some of it is interesting in terms of just like this is an item I have this is where it came from not necessarily oh it's haunted I found a ghost you know like not so much that and I would probably go to his stupid museum because I've heard it's really cool and there's a lot of cool shit in there whether you believe it's haunted or not like some people have come out and said I felt sick the entire time there is something fucked up in there and me I would like to experience that because I would like to know is it fucked up in there like what's going on you know so so that's I mean I'm fascinated by all of that stuff like whether you believe it or not I just love it like that's that's the part of like paranormal horror things that I firmly am invested in because I love that stuff like oh this dirt was touched by this person I want to see it you know (laughs) like that that kind of stuff fascinates me and that's where he makes me mad because he does stupid shit like open the box for TV or you know things like you were saying like with the nuns like that's stupid or like you know even the museum is kind of stupid like I get it I know he needs money fine the the, you should look up the museum because the building is beautiful they did a really good job it's a really cool building they didn't do it super cheesy like it's very cool you know I think I just like a museum in general so I give them credit for that experience, and I think it's a cool experience to do. It's like a big giant haunted house. Like it's, you know, it's a haunt. It's maybe real, maybe not. For him, it's hard because he borders this exploitation line a little bit, where I'm like, you're kind of exploiting some people and some things that happen. Like when he purchased, when he purchased the LaBianca house, which is kind of to the Manson murders. He hasn't said what he's doing with that house yet. And I'm like, please don't make it a walkthrough attraction. Like, that's, that's, he's a businessman. Like he sells right. signed mm-hmm. posters of himself. There's a gift shop there. Like oh, he's yeah, totally. 100% making money. Totally. And I'm fine with that. Make your money. You found a niche for one of the first shows to do it good for you it's carried you on in life i'm totally fine with you making money but when you start exploiting is when i'm like ugh, you know like with the la bianca house like yeah, he hasn't said there's there's a line because real people died there for sure in like a horrible way so if you enjoyed today's episode if we changed it up a little bit got a little refreshing for you you should definitely consider supporting the show we do have a patreon it's patreon.com backslash snacks with stein there's also a link to that patreon on our facebook page um and you can go on there you can sign up to give to the show we have tiers that start at two dollars and go up from there and there's lots of goodies at every different tier 
But we do have a cool thing going on in the Patreon right now. We are doing a drawing after we get 50 subscribers at any level. So any level, 50 people total. Once we get that number, we will be doing a monthly drawing and be giving away the Snacks with Stein Cup O swag and i know what you're thinking christy what's in the cup of swag well <laughs> let me tell you the cup of swag is a color changing cup that features the snacks with stein logo inside that cup you're gonna get chocolate with the snacks with stein logo you're gonna <laughs> get chapstick with the snacks with stein logo but wait there's more. You're going to get a coffee sleeve with the Snacks with Stein logo. So when you go to get your Starbucks, you can put that nasty Starbucks one in the trash and you can slip on <laughs> your Snacks with Stein coffee sleeve so everybody knows that your favorite podcast is Snacks with Stein. We're gonna And you're saving the environment. It's also true. Also true. So like I said, when we get 50 at any level, we're going to just start giving those away. We're going to start mailing them to people. So go check it out. Lots of cool rewards on the Patreon. It does cool things for us. We just got Danielle a new mic. Helps support the show. Cover the cost of running the show. And we very much appreciate it. So what's the next episode, friend? I don't know. I haven't. I see that I left that blank on our outline. And that's because I, didn't, I haven't <laughs> gone to pick it out yet. Oh, well, um, I guess it's going to be a secret. It's a mystery. An unplanned mystery. To go along with our night of Scooby-Doo endings. Right? We're going to have a we're going to have a mystery book next episode. I love it. Yes. <laughs> well, until next time, we are out. Like a manager in a Zoom meeting. <laughs>